0: knowledge beyond dreams. Discover That's The Way Love Goes, a collection of short stories by Mark Marcus. Go to thatsthewaylovegoes.net and let the
1: dreams begin.
0: Ever since the wreck of the Costa Concordia 11 months ago, the huge Italian luxury liner has been sitting semi-submerged, off the coast of Tuscany, looking like a big beached whale. It's the largest passenger ship ever capsized, easily surpassing the Titanic. And removing the ship has turned out to be the most complicated, the most expensive, the most daunting, and the riskiest salvage operation ever. The Costa Concordia is a rusting carcass sitting precariously on two underwater mountain peaks, The swimming pools and jacuzzis, where passengers sunbathed and sipped cocktails, now empty and askew. A clock remains frozen in time, marking the hour and minute when the ship lost power. And below, ghostly vestiges of the ship's contents litter the ocean floor, in what the Italian authorities have designated an official crime scene. Thirty people died. Two are still missing.
2: Welcome on board.
0: Thank you. Nick Sloan from Uh, South Africa is the senior salvage master. He took us out to the wreck site. How big is that ship?
2: She's huge. And what you see at the moment is only 35% of her, so 65% is underneath. It's like an iceberg underneath there.
0: Now the plan is to roll the 60,000-ton ship in one piece onto an underwater platform Raise it and then float it away so it can be cut up for scrap. So, you're planning to rotate a ship that weighs 60,000 tons? Yeah. yeah. All right, so let me see. You're gonna, this is the ship. You have to do it like Rolled the it whole up right. thing together yeah. at once, creaking.
2: All the way along three football fields long.
0: Three football fields long.
2: Yeah, we're going to rotate it all at the same time.
0: It sounds like an experiment in defying the laws of physics. The actual work is being shared by Nick Sloan's Titan Salvage, an American wreck removal company, and Micopori, an Italian engineering firm. Sergio Girotto is the company's project director in charge of refloating a 60,000-ton ship filled with seawater. So you have to create much more buoyancy than even the original weight of the ship because of all the water. Absolutely. A team of engineers came up with something ingenious to, in effect, weld a new ship onto the shipwreck. It starts here with the construction of towering steel boxes called sponsons. They're gigantic. The largest ones weigh 500 tons each and stand 11 stories high and they'll be outfitted with hoses and sophisticated air pumps to create buoyancy. Here's what's supposed to happen. One by one, nine of them will be welded across the exposed side of the ship. They will be
1: joined together like a big Lego outside in the open.
0: And they have to be precisely welded, correct?
1: The space from one sponson to the other, it is less than two inches. So they must be fabricated with a very strict tolerance. This
0: row of hydraulic pulleys will tighten a string of 36 cables attached to the sponsons, slowly rolling the ship upright. Then other steel boxes will be welded to the other side of the vessel. And eventually, the hollow, air-filled sponsons will act like water wings so the Costa Concordia can be floated and towed away. Has this ever been done before?
1: No, no. This is brand new. The brand new technology, brand new methodology. Uh, to, to lift uh, a vessel in this way, it is the first time ever.
0: And no one's 100% sure lifting a vessel this gigantic in one piece is going to work. It's the biggest passenger ship ever wrecked, twice the size of the Titanic. Just a year ago, it was a 15-story floating palace, big enough to house a small town of 4,000 people. As this promotional video shows, it had 1,500 luxury cabins, 18 restaurants and bars, four swimming pools, five jacuzzis, and a casino. The accident occurred this past January, ominously on the night of Friday the 13th. Nervous passengers crowded together as water gushed in. Sailing too close to shore, the ship had struck a huge boulder hidden just beneath the surface. As you can see that it just tore the pipes apart.
2: Yeah, the momentum of a large ship like this hitting that rock, she had no chance. And like Snapped Almost or. like
0: a shark eating the belly of a whale or something, it just ate into that.
2: Yeah, it was a big rock, about 96 tons. The wrecks an eyesore right off the
0: beaches of tiny Giglio Island that has been overrun by an armada of support vessels and an army of welders, crane operators and marine engineers. Because of the angle of the ship, the workers have to take a four-day course in mountain climbing. Here they're working on the strong cables that are keeping the ship in place. Much of the work is being done underwater by specially trained salvage divers, 111 in all. Ibano, who's from Brazil, is being geared up and safety checked by other divers on his team.
2: So he's got communication for talking, he's got the air, he's got backup air, he's got a camera and a light. Everyone who goes
0: in has a support team of at least five up on deck. Once suited up, Ibano is lowered down in a cage. The day we were there, the divers were ratcheting, tightening, measuring those massive steel cables that run under and around the ship to tie it down so it doesn't slide off the mountain peaks and sink. It's an exacting and dangerous job. So teammates stand by on deck in case of an emergency and a dive supervisor monitors yeah, and directs the action.
1: You want to move back on your on your camera, give us a wide shot of exactly what's going on down there.
0: Dwayne Monster Morsner oversees a dive team. So you're just watching everything he does, listening to him?
1: And explaining to him exactly where to go, because sometimes when you go past 30 meters, uh, you can get... Uh, Narcosis and uh, it sort of affects your, your thinking. And obviously if he's in trouble, I can see what the problems are and help him out and check his depth, that sort of thing.
0: There's a salvage diver's camaraderie. They live in close quarters in floating barracks next to the ship. And while they come from eight different countries speaking different languages, they're like soldiers in combat. They have each other's back.
1: Hey, move, move towards the, the bow of the Costa Concordia, please.
0: Though these divers are in the water round the clock, each one can stay under no longer than 45 minutes at a time. They have five minutes to get from a depth of 40 feet into a decompression chamber. When a diver surfaces, it's a race to strip off his gear and get into the chamber. The divers and everyone else work round the clock seven days and nights a week in a race against time. They have to remove the ship before storms like this one last month break it apart.
2: Every storm weakens the structure and there will be a certain point where the structure and she will just say I've had enough.
0: So is that what has you worried the most, the weather?
2: Yeah, yeah. when you have bad weather you don't sleep.
0: Neither do the insurance companies that are footing the bill. So how much is this operation costing?
2: Well, basically it's going to be around about $400 million and uh, that's a lot of money.
0: Did your company ever consider proposing just blowing it up? Because I know a lot of salvage operations, they just dynamite.
2: Yeah, some places in the world that would be a solution. In this scenario, I don't think it would ever be allowed.
0: Is the reason because this is such a tourist area and the, and the... Well,
2: the environment is number one priority. Number one. That's because the
0: ship settled in a nationally protected marine park and coral reef that's home to dolphins, exotic fish, these huge, rare mussels, and more than 700 other botanical and animal species. Sergio. Hi, Leslie. Sergio Girotto took us to one of six shipyards in Italy that have been pressed into action. At this one, north of Venice, they're building this huge steel platform. It's one of six platforms that'll be lowered into the water, its legs anchored into the hard granite seafloor. When the ship is rolled upright, it
1: will roll onto them.
0: So the ship is over there, and what? It's gonna
1: roll? Yeah. Is going to rotate, and rotate slowly to rest on this platform, exactly the same area
0: where we are standing. The platforms are necessary to keep the 60,000-ton ship from sliding off its mountain peaks down into the abyss. But getting the platforms to the wreck site is an operation in and of itself. And we make the tour of Italy. They will be floated by barge from the shipyard to the shipwreck off Giglio Island, around the heel, uh,
1: yes, around
0: the toe, yeah. and up to
1: Giglio. Up to Giglio, which oh is a long trip. It How is going long? To take, uh, it's going to take 15 days. I tell you, it is a, it is a gigantic project. If you if you simply think that the quantity of steel is three times the weight of the Tour Eiffel. Of the Eiffel Tower. Exactly. Three
0: times the weight of the tower. Out at the wreck site, they're lowering giant pipes that are used to drill holes in the seabed for the legs of those massive platforms. So these are these big pipes that you're putting down. (laughs) To protect the environment, the drill bit will be enclosed in the pipe in order to contain any debris from the digging. Wow, look how
2: huge. This is about eight feet
0: eight feet is the diameter of the legs of those platforms, and the holes for the legs have to line up almost perfectly. When you put the uh, platforms down, what's your your margin of error?
2: The area that we can allow is less than six inches between them. So if we are more than six inches out, the platforms aren't going to fit.
0: Has there ever been a a salvage
2: project this big? No, this is with the complexities and the amount of engineering, uh, the scale of the equipment that we're bringing in, the size of the teams. This is by far the largest that's ever been done in the history of history of salvage.
0: Let's talk about the day that you are going to rotate the ship onto the platforms. If something's not going right, can you stop it?
2: No, you can't stop it. You have one chance. One chance? One chance. Once you start, you have to finish.
0: We've spoken to engineers, marine engineers. Um, they think you have a 50-50 chance.
2: No, it's more than 50-50 for sure. It uh, is. Basically, we've got a large engineering team. We have over 200 engineering documents. And everything proves uh, that it can be done. On so, a computer? Yeah, we, on a computer. <laughs> right. Some parts of the ship will collapse internally. It's going to be very noisy. There's going to be a lot of creaking, groaning, steel snapping but she'll come up right.
0: Steel snapping? Yeah. That doesn't sound good.
2: Yeah, there'll be smaller bits of steel, but the larger structure will take it.
0: Is there a plan B?
2: Uh, We have plan B and C, and we don't want to get there.
0: There is cutting up the ship in place, which would be an environmental catastrophe. If all goes according to plan A, the ship will be rotated next summer, towed to a dry dock in Sicily, and cut up for scrap. There is so much ship, that process will take two years.